Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geezers, and geeks alike. It's this week's gaming roundup. <sighs> On these podcasting journeys, I've got Nigel. Say hello, Nigel. Hello. And I've got Brapstar, who's not my biggest fan. I'm not his biggest fan at the moment. We'll find out <laughs> later in the podcast why. How are we doing? Mm, everything's going wrong. Everything I touch turns to shit. <laughs> But apart from that, we're going to get through this podcast and everything's going to be grand, apart yes. from when I get to story six and story seven. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that when we get to it. Anyway, Rapster, what have you been playing? Dark Ages of Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't, you liar. <laughs> I've already done that joke anyway. Um, I've What have I been playing this week? Not a fat lot. Bit of Quake, bit of Quake 2 again. That, that's it. I'm 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 looking forward to Starfield, so I'm I'm saving myself. You're saving yourself. Have you heard of that game? Did you check I haven't it heard out? of that game. Did you check it out? I haven't heard of that I, game. I've, I've heard it mentioned more than no once or twice. Across... Sorry, Nigel. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say no stories have crossed my 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 newsfeed at all about Starfield huh? ever. No, it's a complete mystery to me. Okay, mm. we'll, we'll correct that later. Okay. Can't Sorry. wait. <laughs> nice. What have you been playing? Uh, I've actually been playing a game on my Xbox Series X. It's called Arcade Paradise. Yes. Have you tried it? Yes. I d- I liked. <clears throat> I liked the premise of it because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. So so simple and really quite addictive. I'm you keep trying to arcades. buy arcade machines, stick them in the back of your laundromat. You're, I'm just getting more and more things. I'm only, I'm, I've only done about six or seven days on it, but um, it's the whole idea is you've got, uh, for those of you who haven't played it, it's really simple. It's made in Unity, I think, but it plays all right. You have to you sort of look after this laundromat. You go around, you clean it up, Every day you go in, you clean up the trash, you earn money from washing stuff. But in the background, you're trying to earn the money to buy new arcade machines that people will play during the business day. And then the more money you earn, the more you sink into the uh, arcade machines. And then you can actually go in there and have a little play on them as well. And then you unlock to-do lists. And a lot of the to-do lists are spend this much amount of time playing a certain game or hit certain goals in a certain game. And you end up doing that more than you do the laundromat stuff. And I expect it, the idea is to build it up so much that laundromat is just null and void. And then you've just got arcade machines everywhere. Yeah. And and, and you're doing all this um, without your dad knowing, aren't you? Yeah, because it's his, it's his laundromat. He's over in Riviera somewhere. Just said, oh, just run it for me. Like, yeah, yeah, arcade that's, machines. Golf. That's the job you want, son. Yeah, washing clothes. Washing clothes, but I'm going to make some money with the arcade machines. Yeah, it's, it's actually a nice little game. It's a, it's it's quite fun. It is. It is good fun. And what's right. Gareth been playing? I've been playing Batman Arkham Origins. It's crap. Stop playing it. Start playing it's Arcade really Paradise. Crap. I'm waiting for Starfield. I thought Starfield was coming out this Friday, so I had a quick go on it. It's crap. I do like punching people. I, I just just run around punching criminals in the face and throwing batarangs at them. Mm. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So like like a lot of people, you probably thought it was out on the first September, but that is only for people who have paid for premium or upgraded their Game Pass version to premium, which we have not done because I pay for bloody Game Pass. I refuse to pay extra to get it five days early. This is this doesn't work because trying to milk it as much money out of as possible anyway. And I've got something to say about that later. Without further ado, I think it's time we got on to our first new. Is Sony asleep at the wheel? An article from Metro uh, thinks that they are. Uh, they had a very disappointing Gamescom reveal where they only pretty much showed off Spider-Man 2. Um, that's the only game they've announced for this year and it makes the company feel like uh, there's nothing exciting in regards to the summer showcase that usually put out lots of stuff. Um, Spider-Man 2 is going to be huge. No two ways about that. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, in comparison to what other people put out, it's like Xbox highlighted a load of games and stuff coming out, which I didn't pay attention to, which is bad on my point. But I was on holiday enjoying myself while all this stuff was happening. So, and so was Nigel, so he's got an excuse too. Baxter hasn't. No, I was on holiday no, as <laughs> no, no, no proper. No, no, you don't want a holiday with us, so it doesn't count. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, the, the 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 big thing was just uh, just a complete the the, the thing, a complete lack of, of of games, and everyone likes Sony. Ex everyone likes exclusives. Sony exclusives, Nintendo exclusive, Xbox exclusives. Look at Starfield, for example. Um, but there's there's nothing there, and and they've kind of gone a bit radio silent. And because they've gone radio silent, everyone's like kind of. Have they got any games? It's because they're sulking. Because they haven't got Starfield. They were gonna. Did you know they were gonna try? They were trying to make it exclusive, and that's one of the reasons that uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Oh, that's a sneaky move, that? isn't it? No. No, no, because they, they bought one exclusive from Bethesda and they're going to buy another exclusive from Bethesda and it was going to be Starfield. Oh, well. Um, but it, it affects the kind of long-term uh, prospects of the PS5. Uh, the current approach, uh, there's a lack of communication, what's going on, even stuff that's being developed. We know there's a Wolverine game being made by Insomniac. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a Wolverine game. They are... They are doing stuff. There are people drawing Wolverine somewhere in the Insomniac building. Nothing in regards to that. We had an announcement like two, three years ago. Uh, not a peep. All right. So, so that's a bit worrying. But the, the, I think the the what you call it the the Wolverine game isn't a platform. I don't. I think it's a timed platform exclusive uh, because of the legal rights that they got with with Disney now. Well, was I say Fox, but uh, they're not that. But um, yeah. Have you heard of any exclusives, guys? Any PlayStation bits popping up? That uh... no, only only Spider-Man Two, which we saw clips of before. Other than that, I haven't heard of anything. No, I am, looking, I am looking for. I was going to say, I am looking forward to uh, to, to Spider-Man. It's going to be it's going to be a good one. Yeah, Spider-Man um, was uh, Spider-Man was good. Miles Morales was good as well and the load speed on that thing was immense it was so good on the ps5 i just hope they build on it build on spider-man make it really good other than that there's nothing else as far as i know i haven't heard of anything unless they're gonna do a surprise game on us and blow our socks off maybe they're putting all their energies into 
another one of our stories that we've got lined up. Might be. Mm. Might be. We'll have to see. So, mm. to summarise, Sony, this year, summer-wise, big game show, which would have been E3. Fuck all. I think it's the easiest way to describe it. It was naff. Told you the sulking. Sulking. I don't think they're sulking that much. Or if if they're being clever and they're like kind of well, let 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 Microsoft have Starfield now, and then we'll have everything else after them, which may yeah. be their strategy. But they may they may buy um, Star Citizen and have that as an exclusive. Who knows? Well, there's rumours that they're going to buy Square Enix, and from software. Okay. I think probably from software more than Square Enix, mm. and they're uh, those game those. The people who like from software are diehards. So we will see. We will keep you posted. Anyway, interesting. Next story. Starfield players are causing chaos, like blowing up an entire spaceship crew for no reason. Um. Uh. So. The game's gone into early access. Um, it's very highly anticipated, but despite main quests being the core focus, many players are choosing to stray from the path. Babster, you can understand this uh, of the core focus uh, of of the kind of core thing and uh, cause chaos in the game world. Um, there are some examples of people causing destructions, like blowing up entire spaceships and turning city, the city of New Atlantis into a shooting range. Um, this behaviour showcases the player's freedom provided by Bethesda Game Studios' massive hit RPG, or soon-to-be massive hit RPG, Starfield. So I like freedom in games. Mm. Freedom in games is good. Yeah. To cause absolute merry havoc. I remember blowing up Megaton. That was fun. <laughs> in uh, Fallout 3. Did you ever blow Megaton up in Fallout 3? No. I... I, I I blew it up and then I took over Tenpenny Tower and killed everyone because I was a badass. Anyway. No, I, I, I never played the uh, the Fallout game, so this is going to be one of um, never, oh my, my first. Um, I played a little bit of Oblivion and, and, and that was it really. A um, bit of 76 after it had been fixed. But... Uh, with Starfield, the, the article highlights the player freedom in Starfield showcased by the chaotic actions of some players in early access version of the game. This includes blowing up entire space crews and turning city into a shooting range, demonstrating the range of possibilities in this massive RPG. Have you just read that bit? <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, read that bit. The bit I highlighted, you just read. <laughs> no, if, if, uh, if you look, it's in the opening statement. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the statement's gone to CAC. So, <laughs> as I said, everything I've touched just turns to CAC sh- 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 at the moment. We'll, so, we'll um, get to the next bit. So, so the article so, notes that Starfish is officially live on Xbox and PC in early access form, and that impressions, gameplay footage, and crazy clips are starting to hit the web. This suggests that the early access version of the games already generates a lot of interest and discussion among players. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's that's what they want. I, I, this Sony may, given what our last article with Sony not showing up, this may be a strategy where it's like kind of stuff is going to be the big game because 
If it's not, then Microsoft are done. I don't think Microsoft are done. I don't think that's stupid. <laughs> no, um, I, I think this so, game's going to be massive. I really do. From yeah. from what I've seen so far, um, from an early access player, uh, you put 70 hours into the, into the game. What did surprise me is he admitted that he'd been playing it for two weeks. Two weeks? How? Yeah. Exactly that. How? Would you put 70 hours into it, been playing it for two weeks, so the version he'd been playing was unpatched. Because okay. apparently a patch, has been, a patch was rolled out. Of course, that, was oh, a patch from a Bethesda game. Oh, I'm so, I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah. A patch I'm from... amazed. I, 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 they're, they're by word for quality in gaming, aren't they, Bethesda? They've never released anything buggy. There you go. Broken. But, but uh, from what I've seen of it so far, I didn't see any bugs. It was working. Mm. It was nice and smooth. Um, I saw a compare video as well between Windows 10 and um, the Xbox X, and they looked pretty much identical, apart from the PC one looked a little bit smoother. Um, why they chose to use Windows 10, not 11, that was interesting. But there mm. you go. Ah, oh, Windows 11 might not be as good. Is that what you're saying? Mm, yeah. So that that was that was very interesting. But from what I've seen so far, I am really excited to play this game. I I I, I watched some I watched some gameplay last night of um, of people um, just going around and. It's, I'm getting No Man's Sky vibes from from the bits when they're out in the universe rather than on settlements, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. As they're running around collecting rocks and this, that, and the other, and going yeah. into abandoned mining facilities and shooting pirates and stuff. Yeah, kind of gives me that kind of that kind of feel for it. Um, I need to watch think... a bit more. I only watched like forty minutes worth of of, of, of gameplay. I'll be frank with you. Yeah, with complaints where. You don't, you don't take off a planet, and no. go through the atmosphere into space. It literally, you get into your ship, press launch, and then all of a sudden, I don't know if there's a little cutscene, but they like loads it. You're in, you're in, yeah, and then you're in space, aren't you? Yeah, same as when you're landing. It, you don't, you don't land it. You literally tell it where you want to go and click the button to land, and it just loads where you're landing. Yeah. Um, it's not like No Man's Sky in that respect because No Man's no. Sky was seamless yeah. from ground all the way up into atmosphere and then psh, off. Mm. That was quality. But this, yeah. so it doesn't do that. It, it's going to get complaints for that. But the way I see it is you've got No Man's Sky, you've got Elite Dangerous, you've got Starfield. <clears throat> if you like space games, if if you're going to dislike that game just because of that, then just play the other space games. I yeah. think Starfield has got other things to offer. It's got the the big story behind it. It's got the huge dialogue options and the combat. I don't know if I don't know if you watched much of the combat. Mm-hmm. The combat looked really really good. You know, it was up to like it reminded me of like Battle Battlefield Three combat. Um, okay. It looked really really interesting. So I was it impressed at, with that. Yeah, I watched I watched about an hour or so of somebody playing and mm. yes, <clears throat> the, the combat looked alright, but he was playing mouse and keyboard. I I need to find somebody who's playing on the Xbox. Uh, um 
I I watched someone play it on the PC with an Xbox controller, so you could you can tell because it's a bit snappy rather than yeah. than, than yeah. smooth mm. with the mouse. So when you watched it, Nigel, and they were playing, because I what I was seeing was guy was shooting at the head, the bar was going down, and then he'd slip and hit the body, and then a whole new bar would have to then go down in order to to kill them. That's what I was seeing. Do you seeing anything similar? Oh, I didn't no, notice I didn't, that. No, I didn't pick oh, up okay. on that. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. Okay. No, it's what I found interesting though. Start hanging a second, for... guys. Starfield's broken. Gas confirmed it. Thank you very much. No, <laughs> patch it Sorry, quick. Gas broken Starfield. Sorry, Nigel. I fucking stole your thunder. Come on. No, come well, back. The only thing what I notice is uh, in order to change your weapon that you're using at the time, you have to go back into the menu. So it pauses the play, and you select your menu manual. You select your new weapon manually. And then back out to the yeah. gameplay again. There's, there's no weapon wheel, is there? A there's no weapon no, there wheel. Is, there is if you're using the controller. Okay. Okay. Because on the PC, like crosshairs. On the PC, there was no um, weapon wheel or anything like that. You have to go mm. to the menu select. From what I saw, the gameplay. Yeah. I, maybe yeah, they didn't the, know the about some it. Shortcut, but... The mob some shortcut keys. Yeah. Because you you, know, you yeah. normally get that, don't you? With, with a yeah, PC the games. one to five is usually released. Yeah, yeah the thing, uh, yeah, unless you go into your inventory and you can set them, one, two, oh. three, four, five, etc. Uh, I didn't see an option for that when he was playing, um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see an Xbox version of it. But uh, yeah, the combat looked alright, and there were so many things. I'm sitting there going, pick it up. You need to loot it, but he's going past. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, you're limited to the amount you can carry, um, mm. obviously, because of weight. So they've got that. But um, if you can take a certain amount of stuff and store it in your ship, I didn't. he didn't explore the ship enough for <clears throat> me to see if there was a, a way to access the storage. So that would be good to know. Yeah. So, well, the, light, the lighting looked impressive as well, considering yeah. it's not RTX. Um the, the, I, illumina- I the illumination, I thought I, the lighting was pretty good. You, baked in lighting's not that bad. If you do baked in lighting well, it's not that bad. It really is. Oh. RTX is nice, but RTX works best when you've got like an explosion or something. And, and it comes and it, with a massive, up a massive room. performance hit. That's that's mm. the big that's the big egg. And um, you can tell that this engine. I mean, I mean, it's a, an enhanced. It's a creation too. It's, in, it's, in, it's the engine they use for a 76, isn't it? I think it's the latest engine they've got. Yeah. yeah, but you can tell it's just it's just bolt it's just bolt on. It's not a brand new. Um, no, not just for this. It's not a next gen engine. You can tell that. But if it, if it works, I'd rather no. I'd rather the game just work. In all fairness. Yeah, and I could see as you went to the first as you followed the food story and you get to the first planet where you um meet the explorer people yeah uh, there were certain um people <coughs> who would talk to you as you're going past saying oh go uh this person here is looking for us so there's a side quest immediately and then yeah. another one sort of popped out oh another side quest. so that would be me i'll be like whoop off and i'll be squirrel in, squirrel and i yeah. go off and yeah. do the side I, quest. I think your i think your side quest um Log will fill mm. up pretty damn quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it's always the way when I play these RPGs, and we, we've spoke about this before. Where you do the main, you do your main quest point, 
you go to your next area, you find all the side quests in the area, you do all the yep. side quests until you run out, and then you go to the next point. Yep. Just yep. to try and enjoy the game. And um, yeah, I think I'll be doing a lot of side quests. Well, the thing is, the side, so, the side quests, doing the side quests is a good way of leveling up as well, rather than just going through the main story and exploring. If you're doing the side quests, you're adding all those mm. extra, extra items you might find. You know, as long as it's lucrative and interesting, that's that's the key. If, if it gets boring just doing side quests and you're like, oh, and I just want to go on to the main story now, then that's a danger. But Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's way like, to build yeah. up. Um, you might get some decent equipment and yeah. you might get uh, some good uh, amount of credits in this. Yep. as well um also one thing on experience i saw there was a skill the more he was sprinting the more it was building experience in a certain aspect for you That's... to then be able to unlock something there was a, a game called hidden and dangerous 2 yes and if yes. you did lots of sniping you your sniping skill would get better if you did lots of shooting from a shotgun your shotgun skill would get better <clears throat> sneaking etc etc so i like how can i put it um task-based xp to skills if that makes any sense you do a task yeah. for a skill you get xp in that area so if you so if you find that you're sneaking around a lot or picking locks you get better at it because that's the way it should work really yeah but but gentlemen this is a conversation for next week when we all had a go at it and we can yeah. say it's good it's bad it's not it's ugly <laughs> yes and on that note uh time for our next story <laughs> Babster! Starfield! Yay! Starfield! <laughs> um, a touching tribute made by Bethesda in a new game to a Starfield superfan named Alex Hay, who passed away from cancer earlier, earlier this year. The Starfield community was already prepared to pay respects, but Bethesda took it one step further by inserting special notes in the game from Alex. The note read, To all my friends and fellow explorers, Always uh, with you out there in the Starfield. Love you always, Alex Hay. That's lovely. Um, that is lovely. I like that's a good that's a good story. Yeah. I like that story. I don't get too many nice stories like that. Okay, it's not nice that he died, but it's nice that they gave him a a, a, a good tribute. Um, I like so, it when developers yeah. do stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a good way to keep in touch with the community and keep them, yeah, uh, make them like your game before it's even out. Mm. It's, yes. Um, yeah, this... But I don't think they did it just for that purpose. I think they did it because mm. they, they genuinely wanted to do something nice. Mm. I, I imagine it was probably brought on by the community manager, whoever it is that manages mm. kind of um, the guys yeah. online. Sorry, Baps, do you want to say something? Yeah, I was I was gonna say in the in the elite dangerous community, um because it was a it was a, an older player base, um they Frontier were always doing this for certain commanders, if you like, who, who play mm -hmm. the game. And they'd have they'd create stations for them and, and, and and name them, or there'd be a particular point on a planet and they'd name that 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 planet for them so you can so you could go and visit them and so if you were in a group you could all create a group event 
visit that place to pay yeah. tribute to that particular person. Um, and they did it with charity events as well. So this is this is um, this is a nice thing for them to do, definitely. I, I had very um, similar. I know uh, you joke about me playing Dark Age Camelot, but um, on the server I'm playing on, it's a free shard. It's not the official. And there was a guy I played with for the last uh, two or so years in various different free servers who was um, one of these commanders. And, yeah, he he passed uh, about half a year ago now. And the developers of the server decided to put... When you die in Dark Age of Camelot, when your character dies in Dark Age, it leaves a grave behind. So you can go back to that and pray to it to get some experience back. Um, so they put a permanent grave with his character name in the Milegate as you're going out to fight to war because he was a person who led the realm in PvP. And so they put his grave And from then on, everybody who was running past, they would emote, you know, salute as they ran past his uh, his grave, which, it, you know, it's, it's a nice thing for developers to do when they do stuff like that. It is, and as as Gareth said, the 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 community manager would have got behind that definitely. Most yeah, definitely. absolutely. So I have to uh, see. It's not that I, it's not it's not the first time these things happen. It might be the last thing, and it's what? nice. I think it is. I think it is a it is a good thing that that they they do this, um, especially because you know how people really get involved in games. Because they can wind up playing a game intensely for like years on end, oh, okay. maybe decades on end, Nigel. Um, Cheers. And you usually meet a lot of people along the way that are also that way inclined too, and it is a big part of their life, like a, yeah. a pub or a coffee shop or a, a club or something along those lines. And um, it is nice for people to get recognised. Anyway, yeah, with it is. That, on to the next story. Saints Row developer Volition shuts down only two months after its 30th anniversary. The developer behind the popular series such as Descent, Red Fraction and Saints Row, um, Saints Row owned by the Embracer Group, um, has been restructured. Um, in June to strengthen uh, positive uh, to strengthen the positive leader in the video game industry, the newest Saints Row uh, game from Volition that was released in 2022 did not meet internal expectations from the Embracer Group, leading to the transfer of Volition to Gearbox. Uh, Volition expressed gratitude to its fans and said it would be working uh, working on providing assistance to help smooth the transition for its team member the members. Embracer Group CEO Lars Fuck. Come to a name. Winchfog. Winchfog describes the change as an opportunity to release untapped potential uh, for better optimization of, of user resources, blah blah blah. The long and the short of it is they made the latest Saints Row game and it was fucking awful. And everybody hated it. And it's full of horrible SJW characters. They went woke and went colossally bloody broke over it. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, what's, what's the, the CEO's... Group bought them. 
What, what's the CEO's name again, Gareth? Lars. His name's Lars. Oh, okay. It's Lars, Bamster. So trust me. Okay. I'll, trust I'll me, when I get to one of these stories... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's one of these things... I've, it's, it, uh, this is, it's funny because it's happened to me recently too, where they've restructured the company and shifted everyone around and merged bits in with, with, with places. Um so I can imagine that that they're 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 being transferred. I think Gearbox might be a better home for them. I think Gearbox might um, stop them from making stupid decisions like they did with with, um, with the recent Saints Row game. But at the same time, time if they're merging into Gearbox, they're probably getting lost as a, as a as a development studio to make games. They're getting merged in to be a support aspect of it. You're doing, I don't know. Um, uh, Borderlands DLC or something along those lines rather than getting to create your own stuff. Um, so it might be better off. Make it... Yeah, they might be better off, but I don't know what they were thinking when they released that 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 ghastly abomination of, of Saints Row. It was so unlike Saints Row, it was unbelievable. It was so bad, no one talked about it, Babster. Seriously, oh it, was, it was. I haven't played any of the Saints Row games. Haven't you? No, I know they're supposed to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I played I play the third one. I was, a, I was a woman with a co- male Cockney voice because I thought it was hilarious. I enjoyed okay. the hell out of it because that gave me that choice. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a guy who smells, uh, smells, sounds like he smokes 40 a day in the body of a woman, which is just really confusing. Oh, that's really cool. Is it Doc Cotton? <laughs> well, yeah. The, the voice, it was a male, male dot cotton voice, but in like a right, woman's body. Yeah, yeah. It was just so really confusing. If I'd given a stub or I would have, it made me laugh. I'd just go around the back of the beans. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they say untapped potential, I don't know if that means that they're going to give them something to work on or work with um, in regards to gaming, because it's... It's one of those things. It's like if you, what was it like, Sledgehammer Games and Ravensoft and some other ones that work for Activision, and all they do is do Call of Duty stuff. Yeah, before I think Ravensoft, I think maybe Ravensoft did a game called. It's like a mercenary game, and it was great because you could shoot people in the leg and they blow their leg off. It was fantastic. It's like Soldier of Fortune, I think it was. Yes, Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, one and two. Awesome game. And unfortunately, they got kind of merged into Activision, and Activision yeah. went, "No, you're working on Call of Duty now." Well, Raven also they they were responsible for some of the mission packs as well for Quake Two originally. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. Yes, I remember that from from yeah. from last week. I, I I do remember these stories, Babster. Um, just not very so, well. So, what was that CEO's name again? Just for me, for my notes. Lars. Oh, okay, Lars. Okay. Winge for. Uh, oh, okay. Veng for. It could be Veng for. Yeah, it could be. Veng for. Lars Veng for. I was going to go for Winge fours. Wing... Do you know what's worse than doing? Oh. Do you know what's worse than doing foreign names, Babsters? Babsters. D- d- part na- Part numbers. Oh. V X V B C X C one two three. We'll get That's that. why you're not my favourite this time round. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So we'll, we'll get yeah. to that in a moment. So let's uh, let's go on to our next story, shall we? <clears throat> I'll put you up here, Nigel. We're all on you. Come on, Nigel. Tell us what's going on with the uh, PlayStation Portal, which sounds like a specialised toilet. Well, it sounds like uh, another thing from <laughs> from Valve, doesn't it? PlayStation Portal. That's the way. It's like kind of. <laughs> they got the exec going. I'm just going to go and use the PlayStation Portal. And he puts his ass down on there, presses just... it, and makes the PlayStation noise when he flushes the toilet. Oh, I've got blue, blue lights chemical. on it, so naturally it's cool. <laughs> naturally, blue little nights means it's cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry, right. Okay. So the PlayStation Portal gets a November launch date and fake gameplay footage. So the upcoming launch of the PlayStation Portal, which is a new device from Sony, will be available from the November 15th. Pre-orders are currently live on Sony's website and other retailers will start selling it by the end of September. The reception to the PlayStation Portal has not been wildly positive and criticising Sony for revealing the launch date only an hour after mixed reviews for the Xbox-exclusive Starfield. A new trailer for the PlayStation Portal shows off gameplay footage from major PlayStation 5 exclusives, but the fine print admits that the gameplay footage is all simulated so the good thing is sony has limited one portal per customer which will minimize scalping hopefully and it will work on public wi-fi although the quality of it will be impacted based on the in the Dude, internet that you've got Nigel, I can't use YouTube on public Wi-Fi. Do you think I'm going to stream a 4K PlayStation 5 exclusive there? It's not going to. It's, it's not going to stop the scalping, is it? Come on. It, it's, well, no, they'll just set up new um, new accounts, won't they? They'll have bots yeah. setting up new accounts oh, to buy the things. And, yeah, yeah. So it's worth it's worth noting this is two at uh, two hundred pounds or one hundred ninety nine ninety nine pence. So it's a good yeah, price it point. It's a good price no, point that is. I'll give him that. Saying that, have you seen? Have you seen? I can't remember if it's what the it's called the bone or something that you can just put your phone into. It does pretty much the same, but you don't have to use public Wi-Fi. You can use your 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 data data allowance on your phone. So yeah. I was saying I was saying back to earlier. What I'll do is I'll buy one of these. So I'll t I'll buy one, and I'll pop round to Gareth's house. So he can use the TV and I'll connect via his Wi-Fi back to my PlayStation at home and play my PlayStation remotely rather than sitting at my home play. What is the point? Hey, that sounds like our Watch Dogs video. We should do that. Yeah. Well, my PlayStation's at home turned on. What if somebody else is home and go, oh, I'm just going to use the PlayStation while we're not here. And I, I don't really see... Any use to it, unless somebody good. wants to watch TV, and you want to play the PlayStation, so you can use it. Then, similar to the Switch, that's why you do that with the Switch. That, Sony are jumping. It. Sony are jumping on that Switch bandwagon, except are, without the removable, removable hand controllers. Yeah, I mean, I I, I currently use my Switch in 
in docking mode, but with a PlayStation 5 pad. Oh, here's the thing, though. With a dongle. <laughs> I, compared to I, Switch. Hey, you're talking to a man who's got a Mac and he's got Windows 10 on it. If you're going to talk for weird shit going on. So compared to Switch, right? How much is that? £279? Yeah. And you get the docking, you get the controller, you get the little... Effectively get two controllers, yeah? Yeah. Because you can, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Um, And then you buy this thing, and it's £200. So £100 less than an actual console, which has exclusive games and stuff on, which you can play remotely around the house yeah, without having to connect to something else that yeah. needs to be on physical games as well on a on a card yeah i, I really don't see the point of this I, I, this is almost I, like a, this is almost like a panic release this is that's what it feels like it's like oh quick xbox have got starfield what have we got um quick we've got an oversized tablet built into the controller yeah. Yeah. yeah let's just get a tablet break a controller glue it on each end there you go that might have been the presentation. <laughs> when I first saw the picture of this thing, I thought, ah, someone's mocked up something funny. Oh, it's real. What? Are you joking? What? Well, yeah, you would so, do because the the controller is literally a PlayStation 5 controller, isn't it? Have you seen? And the back Rich of it, when you look at the back, yeah, it's, oh. the, it's the smooth white. Thing or it's not like it's either like two bits snapped onto the side. Have we got a pic? Have we got an image of that at the back that we can? Uh, no, not at no. the back. I've got no. what I brought up here was don't buy that. Buy one of these. Get yourself a backbone. Oh, right. Yeah. I take it that's sprung loaded. Yes. Stretch it out and pop your phone in it. There you go. That's what I. That's what I'm looking at. Thinking. Which you could. Which you. But you don't even need that. You you just need your phone, and a PlayStation Five pad, and it will connect. By Bluetooth, so you don't even need that, do you? If you got your yeah, if you got your phone Bluetoothed with your controller, yeah. and you've got the PlayStation app on your phone, yeah, I you think you can remote use play. remote play through that app you to your. So why do you need to spend two hundred pounds on this weird yeah. thing when you, if your phone, maybe you don't use your phone, maybe you use a tablet that you've already got. Yeah, and you could do that on PlayStation Four as well. Exactly the same. I, I what is the find... point of this? <laughs> I don't know. Could I need to sell some hardware of some shape, sort of description for the shareholders? Maybe. Um, there is something. Oh, sorry, I found. That had been I better. Find off. an image. I couldn't Call find it. an image, but what I could find was uh, a, we can use a freeze frame from a YouTube video. Yeah, there you go. So when you were talking about having it extended round the back. Okay. Yeah. I don't see the point in doing that. It looks. Fucking, it looks weird. It's weird. Why not just have it come into the and have it slick into the back of the pad, and then just see the pad at the back, see the whole black screen at the back, uh, you know, the rear of the tablet. I think this is going to. I think it's going to initially sell well, and it will probably sell out. But then they're just going to. There's going to be, be a lo- there's going to be a load of these in CEX and on eBay. Get backbone. Back. I'm looking at the backbone, thinking, get bloody backbone. That's Looks decent. Got, yeah. I could, I could. I'll be honest with you. I could probably put PlayStation Remote on my my Mac and play it from there. So hmm. I don't know. It's inter- it's, it's interesting. It's it's not. I'm not going to buy one, but I'm going to keep an eye out for it because I think it's going to be one of those ones where 
it, it once, it, once it files, quickly get it for 80 quid and just buy it anyway. Yeah. 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 It, it will be it will be bought and then stuck in the cupboard, never to be used as a thing from the past. Yeah. This is this is Sony's iToy, isn't it? This it's a new iToy. Yeah. By saying that, the iToy do end up becoming the bloody Connect and the mm. other bits too. So there might be might be something in the future with this. So it might be something just to keep an eye on, so we yeah, can that, refer to it back. In that was a bit oh, of a Frankenstein anyway. VR, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And on that note, I think it's time we move on to our next story. I call this... I really hate you, Babster. Why do you do this to me? Hang on a second. I don't know what I've done. What have I done? Well, let me try again. Oh. <laughs> I call this story... I really hate you, Babster, for doing this to me. Half-Life 2 RTX Remix in development. Yeah. An article from NVIDIA announced the development of Half-Life 2 RTX, a community remaster of Valve's Half-Life 2, just like you got with Quake 2. Maybe it's all yeah. the twos. Maybe Doom 2 will get one. Um, as part of this uh, NVIDIA RTX Remix project, RTX Remix um, is a free modding platform built on NVIDIA's Omniverse, designed to enable modders to create and share RTX on mods for classic games with enhanced materials, full ray tracing, NVIDIA's DLSS, RX, IO, and NVIDIA's Reflex, the Half-Life 2 RTX project is being developed by four Half-Life 2 top modders under the banner of Ob... Obdifold? Ob... Uh, Ob... Obifold? Obifold? Obifold Studios. Obifold. Uh, using the latest version of RTX Remix to rebuild the material, uh, rebuild the materials physically, based on renders PBR properties. Papster, why do you do this to me? PBR. Adding extra geometry, geometric details, and leverage, and leverage. Oh, I hate you. I'm two sentences out from getting through that and I buggered it. <laughs> What's this, Gareth? Half-Life 2 RTX Remix in development. <laughs> An article from NVIDIA announces the development of RTX... Oh, fuck me! <laughs> I hate you so much, Babster. I really do. Is this a new Atari? <laughs> Half-Life 2! An RTX Remix project in development. NVIDIA announced the development of Half-Life 2 RTX, a community remaster of Valve's Half-Life 2, as part of its NVIDIA RTX Remix project. RTX Remix is a free modding platform built on NVIDIA's Omniverse, designed to enable modders to create and share RTX on mods for classic games with enhanced materials, full ray tracing, NVIDIA's DLSS, RTX IO, and NVIDIA's Reflex. The Half-Life 2 RTX project 
is being developed by four Half-Life 2 top modders, top mod teams under the banner of Obdifold, Obifold, Obifold Studios, using the latest version of RTX Remix to rebuild the materials physically based on renders or PBR properties and add ge ge geometric details and leverage NVIDIA's technology to deliver a fantastic experience for GeForce RTX gamers. The article also notes the portal with RTX will be upgraded to NVIDIA's DLSS 3.5, which includes a new feature called Ray Reconstruction that allows AI to improve ray tracing image qualities. And I hate you so much right now. I got one second. So, okay, all right, all right. So we got a group of modders, and they're they're going through it, and they're doing what they did with Quake Two. I don't know what Nike's typing something's making me worry. Uh, and they're doing what they did with Quake Two, and they're putting in the uh, uh, the ray tracing in there to make it look pretty and that. And I'm sure that it will work with Half Life Two really well. I don't know why. I don't know where Half Life has Half Life One got ray tracing. No. Oh, do Half-Life 1, you lazy bastards. Don't jump to Half-Life 2. Have, have you seen the video of it, though? Um, no, I haven't seen the video of it because you everything need, is gone You need to, to see the video footage. It is very impressive. Let's put the, let's put the, uh, let's put the video footage on your own. So we've got the RTX remix, RTX project. So that's... Uh, Ooh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is sexy. <laughs> That's an upgrade. That's not an RTX. That's not an RTX thing. That's um, that's a total bloody upgrade. Oh, they've improved the poly count on uh, animation. Seems a bit more fluid. It's all nice and shiny. Details. That's not just RTX. I'm high sorry. Res. Don't tell me that's a. You they've, put the RTX on and it happens. They've high resed all the textures. Yes. Yeah. They have yeah. high resed all the textures there. 4K textures. That's not just switching, uh, flicking the switch. Definitely not. Does look good though. It looks it, it looks incredible, doesn't it? Yeah. That's even more impressive than the than the Quake Two RTX. Yeah, the Quake one, they they just actually put ray tracing on it. With this, they've done the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So Which, that'll be, um, that'll is, be good is impressive. Yeah. And to try and get my mouth to perform bloody gymnastics, saying what it was. Um. Yeah. Okay. It may have been worth it. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Mm. Um, but I think it's time we're going on our next story. Hang on a second. I need to change the decor. I've got fat fingers. Karate champ. Um, it's a remake of the date Karate Champ, uh, the current Karate Champ on Ichio is a remake of the Data East 1984 arcade game for the Amiga, um, developed by Jot666. The game requires two megabytes of RAM. Don't know if I can make that. And reverse engineering transcoding from the original Z80 code. And the and Amiga, oh, fuck me, Babstar, you've done it again. 
I date you so much. Karate Champ! Karate Champ is on Itch.io. It's a remake of the current... Oh, fuck me, where did I get current from? Current's not there! No current. Where's current from? Where did I get current There's no current. Couldn't be any up. less current. <laughs> Been a retro... Yeah, you're right. Retro games couldn't be any less current. <laughs> you, shall I have a go? Yes. Hang on. <laughs> Oh, okay. Karate Champ. <laughs> okay, so this is a download uh, page for a game called Karate Champ on itch.io. It is a remake of Data East in 1984 arcade game for the Amiga developed by Jot D666. The game requires two megabytes of RAM and is a reverse engineering transcoding from the original Z80 code and Amiga adaptation by Jot. 666 with graphics ripped by Mark TC Dev and music by number nine. It runs at 25 hertz on 68,000 machines, but 50 hertz on unexpanded A1200 and even better with fast mem. One or two CD 32 joypads are required, but there are some settings where you can use just two joysticks, one player mode only. The game can be started by pressing reverse to insert coins and forward to start a game. Or from the keyboard, use five to insert a coin and half to start the game, like in M-A-M-E-E. Yeah, so I've already uh, tried out this uh, game on, on the Amiga 1200 um, without the fast rep, fast mem. And it runs perfectly. It, it runs like the original arcade machine, which was... Probably, and still is one of my favourite arcade games of all time. I played um, this on the Amiga. On the Amiga? I'm sure there was a, a game with karate on the Amiga. There was, but it was it was never an arcade conversion of Karate Champ. It would have been International Karate. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and International Karate Plus on, on the Amiga, yeah. But, uh, yeah, on the arcade, you had two joysticks... Uh, up, down, left, right on both joysticks, which performed your different moves. <clears throat> and what they've done with the Amiga version is you can disconnect the mouse, plug another joystick in, mm-hmm. and control it just like the, just like the arcade. Um, it says one player only, but the arcade was one player only. You were always against the AI. Okay. Um, but uh, as I say, I've, I've already tried it. It's, it's, it's arcade perfect. But if you look at the if you look at the ref, I can't remember what his name is now. But if you look at the ref, who does he remind you of? Think think of a famous porn star. Oh, oh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Me. Yeah, Gareth. <laughs> I was thinking he looks like the guy from um, you know the film Machete. Oh, oh yeah, he does like Danny Trejo. And that actually fits more with it being Danny Trejo. Oh, what um, else? Oh, what else was he in? It was in, yeah, um, quite a few. Probably the Expendables. Was he Dust Till Dawn? Is that the same guy? Old Dust Till Dawn. I think yeah, he I'm might sure have been on Dust that. Yeah, I'm sure it was in Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. 
I'm sure it was in Dust Till Dawn. So, yes. Anyway, let's let's leave this one here, and I'm going to thank Nigel for stepping in, saving my mouth. Because yeah, well done, Nigel. RTXing it previously kind of balked me up. Can, Read can, it first time and everything. Can, can we can we give um, can we give him a reaction? What yeah. I do. Oh, that's how you... Oh, okay. <laughs> you found the button. I know, you're going to ban me. Yeah, I see you're going to ban me from that now, aren't you? <laughs> I have to figure out. Anyway, um, next story. <laughs> Let's see if I can do some bulking this one up. The upcoming release of the Atari 2600 Plus, a retro revival console with a cool twist. The Atari will be joining so uh, Sony and Nintendo in the world of dedicated retro gaming consoles with the Atari 2600 Plus, which was announced via a trailer. The console's reveal of the Atari 2600, which was released in 1977, is considered one of the most influential games consoles of all time. The 2600 Plus goes further uh, than any other retro console like the PlayStation Classic or the Super Nintendo Classic Edition, which, by being back with... By, oh, fuck. You can just cut this bit out, because I, I can do this fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, can, so, I can cut it, but do you want to say the console is a revival? The revival. So the console is a... Re so released into... Is consider, sorry, considered one of the most... Inf right, so hang on a second. The console is a revival of the RT... RT fucking X! <laughs> you bollocksed me up with that, Bamstar. Sorry, mate. Start again. He's going to wake up in the middle of the night going, Fucking RTX! 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 Cold sweat. Well, these RTX is coming to get you. Oh, no! No! Okay, sorry, mate. <laughs> The Radio Times announces the upcoming release of the Atari 2600 Plus, a retro revival console with a cool twist. The Atari will be joining Sony and Nintendo in the world of dedicated retro consoles with the Atari 2600 Plus, which was announced via a trailer. The console is a revival of the Atari 2600, which was first released in 1977 and is considered one of the most influential games consoles of all time. The 2600 Plus goes further than other retro consoles like the PlayStation Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic by being backwards compatible, meaning it can play old 2600 and 7800 uh, Atari cartridges. The console itself has a lot of craftsmanship with wood panelling, a wood panelled front, grooves in the top to recreate the CX40 joystick controller, um, and it will be released on the 17th of November for £999, along with separate joysticks and Pong controllers to purchase. A four-in uh, to purchase a four-in-one game countries cartridge will be released of Berserker, Mister and Mister Run and Jump. Four-in-one. So, this is an expensive. Go on, so so go. close there, Gareth. But you yeah. said £999, but it's only £99. Pounds ninety nine pence. Nine hundred ninety nine pence. So close. That's why I don't work in finance. That's why I don't work in finance. 
I wish you worked in wages at my place. <laughs> yeah, instead of extra nine. <laughs> Wouldn't be there that long. Either on the front or back, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so what do you think of this? I mean, I, um, I think it's just great. I really do. I mean, I, I've, I've got an Atari. I don't. Um, so, don't you like so it? I saw that and I thought, actually, that looks really quite like what I remember the original to look like. Yep. And then I thought on the front, before I read the article, I thought, that, that looks like you can actually put something in and it you can actually play the old games on it. Yep. I think that is where these new mini versions of consoles are really missing a trick. They are. Yeah. 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 I, I They're really missing that. a trick. Because, yeah, you've got built-in games. The PlayStation 1, I understand they've made it mini. You can't actually get one in. But the others, why can you not? Why, why would they not have a place for the SNES, the mini SNES? Why could they not have a slot? I'll why tell you why the, not. Why could the NES Was it too wide? Because I can't make any money off of it. Because they don't make them anymore. Only second-hand shops will make them. That's where they make the money off of this. It's been greedy. They're not going to make any more Sorry. money off um, off that SNES anyway. If they'd have if they'd have thought about it, they could have put the games on an SD, a type of SD card, and then sold them as brand new mini games, little cards. So so they straight away you're competing with um, the Switch. Exactly the same as Evercade. Have you seen the Evercade? Um, handled. Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Well, you can you can buy the little cartridges for that. So, so they missed a trick with. Um, they could have with, with the old ones. Yeah, these the, the the PlayStation One, the SNES, the NES, the yeah. Sega Mega Drive that they brought out. Mm-hmm. All of them should have just a a USB, where they allow to well, sell a little little cartridge with 20 extra games and just go and then it loads because it's it's you know it's native well this is it they 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 have all got usb slots as well they do and And they should have they should have allowed it they should have thought what if people want other games yeah well let's release something that you can just plug in which that thing can read because it's native it's it's been what? left to, it's been left for the community to hack these mini consoles to allow you to upload your own yeah. games. So the capacity and everything is already there. Um, so I don't know why they've. It could have been down to licensing. Maybe that's it. What, mm, maybe yeah, that's why you've. Yeah. Maybe that's why you've got a limited number of games because you've you, you've got a yeah. permission, haven't you? So but maybe why not it. why not pre why not build it into the console in the firmware to allow. In the future, think, right, what if we want to sell a compilation of these games? We'll look to get the licenses yeah. and put it on a USB of sorts. Well, that's exactly need... what... Yeah, it doesn't... It does, it the USB won't need to be a large size either because these games are going to be fairly small in, in size. Yeah. The, the other thing they can do is, is they release some new games on cartridge. Well, that's Seriously. it. That, well, that's what they're going to be doing with the twenty six hundred because they're trying to up their profile. So straight away, you're getting brand new games, like, like it's mentioned. You've got a new version of Berserk coming out and Mister Run and Jump as an Atari cartridge. Um, you've got a whole library of 
old games that you can get on eBay. The only thing is they're going to start going up on price in price now because of once yeah. this comes out because the demand's going to be there. The seven eight hundred is a more of a rare Atari console. It was one of their last ones of of that era that they released. Um, better graphics, sound, that kind of stuff. So they're going to increase in price. So I would say if you're going to get one of these, um, if you're going to get one of the Atari 2600 Pluses, you need to start getting your games now <laughs> um, because the demand is going to go up for these. Uh, or you you could just get yourself an Atari 2600 with some games off eBay and have an original one. The only difference is you're going to be restricted to PAL. So unless you get it modded for a mm. modern TV, um, and that's where that's where this comes in. And in all fairness, the original Atari joysticks, they were, they were pretty shit, to be honest. They didn't last very long, especially if you played Decathlon. Um, that would utterly ruin your joystick. So it'd be nice to get one of these CX-40 um, joysticks because I'm guessing I don't know if there's a picture of the the back of the console but I'm guessing they're going to be USB joysticks I don't think they're going to be nine pin um, uh, DIN connectors like the originals if they are yeah. then I'm definitely going to buy myself a new Atari joystick for that reason but uh after, this is another good move for Atari because there, there was, I think we did a story a few months back of a brand new Atari that was coming out. Yeah. Yes, there was the, the VCS. N another VCS, yeah. But I've heard nothing, no more about that. And now they've released this one. Right. This, so and this isn't a mini either. It's only slightly smaller than the original. I don't know if it's like 20% so smaller. So, as with the, the the previous one, I've had to go to this YouTube video to get a shot at the back of it. Yeah. Um, so, hang on a second. So let's pop that on there. So, we can have a look. And it looks... Oh, they have. It, and it looks... They have gone for the nine-pin dins. Gone for the nine-pins. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's got that's... HDMI, thank God. Well, yeah. well that, that that's a given, isn't it? You, you, you've, you've got to have... But it's even got the A and B um, switches on the back switch. as well. Yeah. It says difficulty. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's what you used to have. Oh, mm. so you can have sort of easy or hard, yeah. is that? Yeah, but on the what they used to call the um, the the big sixes, you would have. You see how that's just got? Hang on, let me just um, show you. Show you <laughs> this one he made earlier. So the original, the original Atari, as you can see, you've got, it was called the Big Sixer. You've got the six pull downs. So your difficulty is that one per player. So your left, right, and your, your left oh, side gotcha. and your right side. And the back, because mine's, mine's been modded, so the, um, the RF cable's been taken out, and you've got composite left and right audio on there. But yeah, it's the same D9 connectors, which is really cool. So I'm, I'm well impressed with that. 
they've made some real good decisions. See, my that's the junior. When I was that was the, that was the one I had. Yeah, that's the junior. That was that was the joysticks were different on that one as well. Yes, you they had were the, longer. Yeah. With a, I've I've got one somewhere, but yeah. Yeah, that's the one I that's the one I I had as yeah. a kid. So, Played exactly the same cartridges, exactly the same spec inside, but uh, just a, a a smaller form factor and. Uh, I remember the joysticks being better. You had left and right um, mm. fire buttons, if I remember, on the on the on the side. But, uh, yeah, again, ninety nine quid, yeah. and I reckon and that'll okay. be that'll be on sale. I reckon in one of the Amazon um, Christmas deals they have, probably for eighty five, maybe. Let's keep an eye out for it. Anyway, with that, I think it's time. That uh, we wrapped it up and uh, wished everyone a happy birthday. End of podcast. I don't know. Guys, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bad enough. Bad enough. I'll read another RTX story. If I wake up screaming to 2600 plus, I know you're to blame. I've got your phone number. I'll call you if it happens. So, until next time, spy from me. Bye for me. And it's bye from me. Catch you next one. See you later. Bye.